When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Hey there, this is Rich Eisen. From my family to yours, happy Thanksgiving. This is a Rich Eisen Best Of. In this hour, John Berthold, Phil Pullman. Can you put your own name on a jersey? And now, it's Rich Eisen. Pleased to have here on the Rich Eisen Show, one of the stars of the new film coming out in the theater near you, as well as uh, HBO Max on November the 19th, King Richard. Uh, Will Smith plays uh, Richard Williams, the father of Venus and Serena Williams, and the man who plays the role of Rick Macy, one of the more famous tennis coaches in the history of the sport, is John Bernthal here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, John? How you doing, man? I, I, I really appreciate you uh, you having me on. And, and I, I, I agree. You know, the Gigolo Show, it, it is based on your life, man, and that is why yes. I have my picture up on your wall while I was shooting it, man. I was glad. Now, now that whole thing makes sense. You wrong, I mean? wrong, Richard. That's gear you were thinking of, not Eisen. <laughs> wrong, Richard. But, uh, there you go. There yeah, you go. <laughs> but I am an officer, though, and a gentleman. Um, there you go. Oddly enough. Um, so you're from D.C. Does that mean you root for D.C. teams, John? I do. I do. Uh, uh, um, and that's, uh, that's not always the easiest thing. I mean, uh being a football team fan, um, you know, has definitely been a struggle. I, I think, um, you know, right now I'm shooting in Baltimore. Oh, boy. Um, so to see sort of like what the Ravens have done and, and you know, what, um, you know, to, to, to see what Ozzie Newsom did with that team for so long. And it was, it was quite tempting to sort of abandon ship. But I'm, I'm one of these guys, I, I, uh, I bleed the burgundy and gold. I'm, I'm not going to change. And, you, you know, I came up in – you know, 83 and 84 and 87 and 92, where we, uh, you know, we won and, and participated in Super Bowls with different quarterbacks. And I just, I just don't think that's really, uh, it's, it, it's, it's just not really possible anymore. Man. You spend time quarterback. Do you spend time in RFK as a kid? Did you ever go? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Those and, 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 and RFK was a, you know, it's just such a special place to see a game. You know, DC is a really interesting city. It's, it's, um, you know, it's like a northeastern city with a very southern vibe, and then you've got Virginia right there, and um, you know Maryland. It's it's all kind of like this conglomeration. But I felt like RFK was sort of the one place where everyone really came together, and the whole stadium rocked. And I miss those days, and I miss I miss that team with all my heart. So, were you a Nationals guy too? A couple of years ago, when they went on that run, yeah. won it all. Again, I'm not I'm not a real bandwagon guy. I mean, I love the Nationals, and I, wore, I I was rooting for them. But you know, when I was a kid, we had the Orioles, so that mm-hmm. you know it was the days of Brady Anderson and and um, Palmero. You know, yes. I, I I grew up an Orioles fan, so 
So you're Brady Anderson at Palmera. You're, you're also cursing uh, the uh, umpire Richie Garcia, calling the Jeffrey Mayer home run. That that's that's that era is what you're the saying, fan, John. All of that stuff. Yep. Okay, but you're so you're in Baltimore now. So that's good for you. At least you know you're you're around the Orioles, even though they. I think you might have won more games playing baseball this year than they did, John. You know, it's entirely possible. It's really easy to get a ticket, man. So it's super fun to go to the stadium. It's a beautiful you know I mean? stadium. It really is uh, Camden is. Yards. So let's talk about King Richard because um, sure. I, I was on SportsCenter when when Richard Williams was saying uh, about his daughters how terrific they were and they were going to change mm-hmm. the game. And I remember when Serena uh, first started playing, we're like, okay, she, she's not going to be as good as Venus, and he says she's going to be better. And we're all like, oh, okay, you, you, you have our attention. And then he was right. Then he was right. right. Um, so what did you learn about this process going through all this, playing the tennis coach uh, Rick Macy in this? Uh, look, I, I mean, I think, like, I, I think a lot of people are going to walk into this movie, uh, you know, with a bunch of um, preconceptions that will prove to be sort of misconceptions. And I think we'll, we'll, we'll sort of have this narrative about what I, I think there's something that goes with sort of the, the, the overbearing sports parent um, that, that we think that, that that's just this enormous amount of pressure, this sort of um, unwillingness to, um, to sort of uh, bend and, and, and to make sure, you know, for lack of a better word, just to always be sort of, uh, you know, kind of having, you know, just pushing the kid forward, pushing the kids forward, making sure they reach their goals. I think people are going to be really surprised when they really see sort of what kind of his plan and what his method was. And, and, and most of it was really removing the pressure that he puts on his kids and, 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 and making the game fun for them. Um, I, I, I think the movie kind of ultimately is this beautiful sort of meditation on fatherhood and on family and on faith. Um, I, uh, I, I, I think it's, uh, I'm really proud of this one. I don't say that all the time with, with, with the movies that I'm in. Um, I, I think what Will does and what, what, what these uh, two young women do, um, is, is, is staggering. And look, for me, it's a sport, you know, I played sports in college. I grew up playing sports, never played tennis before, but getting sort of the mindset of, um, you know, a tennis coach, you know, I trained extensively. Uh, they let me train my own, um, you know, top 50 junior uh, 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 women's uh, tennis player uh, to sort of like learn the vocabulary of, 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 of coaching. And, uh, you know, I, I learned a ton about the sport and just how unbelievably mental it is. And I came away having a ton of respect for it and um, a ton of respect for the Williams as a family, uh, you, you know, in, in a new way, in a new way. And I think, look, I, I think raising sort of, you know, one superstar best athlete of all time is miraculous, but but doing it twice, yeah. just I mean, there's like no words for it. And, and uh, I think you really see sort of the you, – you get a front row ticket to sort of seeing what the process was there. And this is not just like sort of a highlight reel of the great moments of the Williams sisters' lives. It's really about the family and how the family kind of got them there and how it was really a, this collective familial effort. And I think it's pretty beautiful. So you, you coached a top 50 player. Is that, is that why Emma Raducanu won the U.S. Open? Because we were wondering how she got that. Is that was that you, John? Is that you're doing? And in the Judas. You know, yeah, you know, it was more, look, the guy who made the film, Ronaldo Marcus Green, he's an awesome director. He and I connected immediately. Look, we both play college baseball. Mm-hmm. We both come at this whole thing from athletics. And we really, it's important to us that, you know, you make a movie about a sport, you got to get the sport right. And for me, you know, admittedly, not knowing anything about tennis, 
I said the only way this is going to work is I got to lose a ton of weight. I got to look like a tennis player. And then I got to really learn the game. And, and what was really great, what I'm super grateful to him and sort of for Warner Brothers in general for doing is they, they didn't only provide me the infrastructure to learn the game. But they, lear- they, 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 they let me learn how to train someone. Again, the vocabulary of that, how you train, how you feed, different drills. And, you know, the way that these folks at the Wheel Tennis Center in Ojai, California, trained me is they let me actually work with one of their players. Mm. And uh, it was great. I got to go see her compete. Um, I got to train her myself. It was, uh, it was awesome. And uh, now I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I'm taking that on to my, to my youngsters. So it's Emma Raducanu, right? That's who it was. I mean, just say it, John. It's okay. Okay, if you, if you coached her up like that, I mean, yeah, man, I signed an NDA, man. Okay, very good. Uh, all right. Uh, so, uh, were any of the Williams family uh, around? Like, did Will Smith pick the brains of uh, Richard Williams, and uh, were Serena and Venus any part of this at all? John? They were. They were. You know, um, the, the, the um, their sister Isha was on set every single day, and she's a producer, and um, she was enormously helpful. And that, that's one of the other things you're going to find out about this family and, and, and all of the sisters. They were all they all are extraordinarily talented and successful in, in their paths. And that was sort of one of Richard Williams's rules. I mean, there was no tennis unless the grades were perfect. And there was no you had to go to church. You had to. You, you, you had to do your chores. You had to, it wasn't just sort of tennis over everything. It was uh, how is tennis going to serve you, not how are you going to serve tennis. Um, and then Serena and Venus, they were around. They did come to set. Um, you know, I had a wonderful conversation with Serena, you know, right off the jump, just talking about Rick Macy and talking about, you know, I think, look, again, as an athlete, you, you know, I credit so much of my success and my happiness and my peace of mind to the wonderful coaches that I had coming up. And I was mm-hmm. trying to think, you know, what, what makes a coach great? And I think, you know, Rick Macy, what everyone says about him who played under him sort of to a person, they just made the game fun. Everything was a game. He was larger than life. You always want to keep you laughing, always want to keep you happy. And, um, you know, it, 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 to remember that the game needs to be fun. And um, Serena said that, you know, her time at, at, at Rick Macy's was one of the funnest times of her life. And so I really try to take that to heart. Yeah, he coached Roddick and Capriotti and also yep. uh, Sh- uh, Sharapova, Sharapova. Um, so um, it's, you know, and so did you reach out to him as well? Did you connect yeah, with him? Yeah, so we, 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 we did. We, we, we spoke, and, you know, he's got a book and a ton of stuff on the Internet. He's going to be at the premiere this weekend. I can't okay. wait to uh, shake his hand and meet him in person. But he's real happy with the movie. And oh, great. Look, he's, uh, he's an interesting character, man. He's got his own vocabulary. He's, uh, he, he's got these things called Macyisms, uh, you know, uh, let's put a little more mustard on that hot dog and um, uh, find the slot, rip the shot, that kind of stuff. And he's he's constantly sort of doesn't mind being kind of the butt of the joke, just as long as that's getting you to play harder. And I really respect that. He's got um, this pure, pure love for the game. And I think that's that's why ultimately sort of Richard Williams let him fit into the sort of overall plan and, and, and eventually hired him and then moved to Florida to go live on his, you, you, you know, and, and be a part of that academy. And, uh, you know, I think – these are two guys that really were used to doing things their way. And, um, you know, the compromise that, 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 that Rick sort of had to take in order to work with Richard, um, I think that's, that, that calls for some of the most interesting stuff in the film. Okay. Are you a servant volley guy, John? Or are you, what, what are you, uh, are you uh, uh, like a magician, uh, like a you know, man, Federer? I like, what are you, I just like John? to let my sheer athleticism, you know, win the day. You know yeah. what I mean? You're, you're <laughs> gritted out. you got to tough it out. You know, those five setters, that's, that's, how, you, that's how you survive. All right. So this will be great. Again, King Richard available in theaters um, on November 19th, also on HBO Max. 
John, give me your give me right now, please, for everybody here, the best Wolf of Wall Street behind the scenes story that you can tell anybody <laughs> on live television and radio. Please. What do you oh, got for man, me? Oh man, the best. What do you got best. for me? Um, Scorsese, you know, Leo, I, what do you got for me? Anything? McConaughey, if you're around any of those scenes, um when look, he was on set? I, I mean I I think I think I think my, 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 my favorite story my favorite Wolf of Wall Street story is that whole thing with uh sell me this pen. You know, that, that, that whole thing with the supply and demand and, and, and uh, you know, where that came from. Leo was walking to set that day with his security guard, who was a retired New York City detective. And he had turned to Leo and he said, you know, back in the day, I uh, had an interview to work for the real Wolf of Wall Street for Jordan Belfort. I walked into the interview and all he did is he handed me a pen and said, sell me this pen. So in that scene, Leo just walked in and completely improvised. He just handed me the pen and said, sell me this pen. And the rest of it was improvised. And the thing is, is, you know, that um, it was that sort of that that entire movie was just kind of electric, you know, working with Scorsese. I mean, I imagine it's, it's um, you know, like like with Belichick and is it like with any of these guys? It's 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 you know, he's the best of the best. It's the mountaintop. And, and, and somehow he's able to literally get the best out of every single person on set. And um, I think it's a lesson for all of us, no matter what business you're in. You know, he really he takes the leash off and lets everybody fly. And, uh, you know, I, literally I could tell you a story pretty much about every day. Some of those things I probably shouldn't tell you, but there's <laughs> things I could tell you pretty much about every day on that set that would, uh, it was, it was, it was electric and it was alive. And it's the way films should be made. All right. Is there something that couldn't make it? Even Scorsese said that's too much. Anything like that? No. Um, you know, no, we were really, you know, I'll tell you what, you know, Leo talked to us before that movie was made and, you know, he, I remember he's, uh, you know, he's such an unbelievable leader and, you know, he said to us before we started shooting, he said, look, this kind of movie will not be able to be made in five years. This is the last time. And like he did, he had that foresight. He's like, you just won't. So I am asking you all to push the envelope. Like, just go for it. Whatever depraved, sick thought you have in your mind, <laughs> go for it. And he's like, that's what this is about. And, uh, you know, he's absolutely right. You couldn't make that movie now. And uh, it's a masterpiece. And so, I mean, look, crazy things happened every day. Some things made it in, some things made it out. It didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can tell you every single day there was, uh, you know, look, a lot of naked bodies, okay. uh, a lot of a lot of you know pretend debauchery, mm-hmm. and uh, you know a lot of just pushing the envelope. But you know, like that's 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 what the movie called for. That might be the name of our fantasy team. Please write down Chris Brock when we do, we do this all the time. Pretend debauchery would be a great <laughs> fantasy team name. That's pretty good. Pretend <laughs> debauchery, and we know what the avatar is. It's John Bernthal and Wolf of Wall Street. That'll be fantastic. Uh, there's so many other uh, of your. Um, credits I could go for right now to ask you about from Sicario to, you know, uh, Baby Driver, Ford versus Ferrari. But John, it's very rare that I have somebody on the show that has a similar credit to me, uh, John. Uh, you and I share the fact that we've both been in two episodes of CSI Miami, John. Ooh. Um, yeah. Ooh. And, uh, have I been in two? I didn't know that I was in two. Well, you, I'll take it, man. Yes, you were in. We looked this up. You were in the episodes. Uh, you played Harry Klugman. Uh, no relation to Jack, <laughs> I imagine, right? Um, okay, I don't okay, think so. okay. You play. You you were in the 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 two episodes called Vengeance and Killer <laughs> Date. That's what <laughs> you were in. Um, I was in two episodes. You might have seen them or missed them. Uh, Caged and Deep okay. Freeze. I was I in like both it. of them. Um, on one episode, I played announcer, 
And the other one, wow. interestingly enough, I got, I guess, upgraded or more descriptive male announcer. I was in the other okay, one. Okay, there you go. There um, you go. <laughs> but I wasn't helping solve crimes at all. What's your what's your what's your your best Caruso story? You got a good one for me, David Caruso? I I, you know, I didn't really work with him on that stuff, <sighs> so I'm going to fail you on that one, man. I, I, I really don't. You know, <laughs> I can't. You know, on those shows, you're either the guy who's lying or you're, you're the guy who says who is lying. You know what I mean? And I can't even remember which one I was on that. You know, that was, <laughs> You've moved on. You've moved on. You've turned the page from CSI Miami. I haven't. You know, I haven't. Hey, man. Hey, hey look, man. Not, not at all. I, I'm, I'm, I'm real grateful for being on the show, but really do not remember. <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean that I won't ever forget it? What does that mean for me? It's great, man. It's great. You mail announcer. Hey, listen, man. You yes. know, look, the, the thing you got to go for is, I, I, for me, it was just always about getting a name on that show. Sure. I remember my very first role, I was stage manager on One Life to Live, and I do remember that. Okay. And my lines were, and in five, four, three, two, and I pointed at, I could, they didn't even give me one. I had to point at <laughs> and like, You know, I, like, you know, I, I, stage manager, but, you know, at least I, I would have appreciated male stage manager at the time. So sure. you do have that. Well, and you could have ad-libbed and gone, you, you could have said the one, but uh, it was your first gig and you probably just wanted to stick to the script. I get it. Don't want to totally push the envelope. John, yeah. thanks for the call, man. Um, everybody should go see King Richard in theaters near you and on HBO Max on November 19th, and you've got a ton of upcoming stuff. That American Gigolo that I mentioned prior to you coming on, that is a Richard Gere, t- the television version of, of that? Is that what it is or, or no? Yeah, uh, Loosely, man. Yeah, it's, okay. it's, 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 it's based off that, you know, obviously sort of modernized, and it kind of takes place after the, 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 the kind of the crime that's committed. Um as you can imagine, not the uh, not not the best thing to run by the, the the wife and the kids when I told them that was the new gig. But we're still trying to sort that out. It's work, John. It's work. You know, it's work. Fantastic. And then uh, the Unforgivable, which is going to be on Netflix with uh, Sandra Bullock uh, in December. Uh, come back then. Let's see what the WFT looks like then. We'd love to chat uh, chat again. John, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Thank you for your time, guys. I really appreciate it. Right back at you. That's John Bernthal or at Johnny, J-O-N-N-Y Bernthal on Twitter and Instagram. Right here on the Rich Eisen Show. (laughs) This is a Rich Eisen Best Up. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. This is a Rich Eisen Best Up. Thrilled to have here in person one of our favorite actors from USA Network's The Sinner, currently in season four, Wednesdays at 10 Eastern Time on USA Network. Bill Pullman, how are you, sir? Good to see you. Good to see you, Rich. Good to be here. You got it. We are, uh, all of us, we just, I don't know if you heard it back in the green room, we named like about ha- half of uh, our favorite film list, and you're in all of them. Oh, pretty much. good. Pretty much. Good, good. Which one do you get whenever you're around? People walk up to you and give you what? Which film? You know, I, I, uh, it's a, it's I can I sometimes try to guess because you see okay. a look in their eye that they're coming towards you and they want to talk to you. you know I go yeah. is this a Casper person or is this a Independence Day person or is it a Why You're Sleeping person or yeah. is it a, a yeah. sinner now it's like sinner okay. you know because it's great fortunately the mm-hmm. the thing had has had a life you know uh-huh. but uh, and I'm always wrong you're I'm wrong. always wrong okay yeah. I, I lately I'm surprised at how many international people, like in New York City, when I'm walking around, people mm-hmm. from all around the world, what happen to be able to get into the center. Okay. So I, you know, and they don't even remember or know that I'm in other things. Come on, the center. Yeah. Come on. Come on. It's life rich. That's, that's great, the way it though. is. <laughs> that, but that's great though that you got so. So what do you think has been so, um, you know, connective to your fans about the center? Like, what do you think has worked? Yeah, I I always was. Uh, I am uh, not only a kind of illiterate about sports, as I've told you just yes. before we started. I I have my own way into sports, I should say, because okay. I enjoy it, but I don't follow the statistics. And the this the same is true of television. I not the best viewer of uh, all my compadres who are out there working in television. Sure, but I I just seem to have other things that I can't leave uh, and so but i i do think that uh, the idea of addicting television mm-hmm. you know people say i like that show i'm addicted to it mm-hmm. you know it mm-hmm. says something about the power of uh, a season mm-hmm. and then another season and another season and i realize that uh, i finally understand that you know and i and i'm okay with it sure <laughs> okay bill pullman yeah. here on the rich eisen show so you're from western new york right yes i learned a long time ago uh in my capacity of the host of nfl network to not call buffalo upstate new york because i'm from staten island new york yes to call buffalo upstate new york i was told by many bills fans that work around nfl network that that's a slight and i apologize 
Because they of like them. Western New York. It's what you're Western. You're not upstate. You're Western yeah. New York. So did you grow up around the Bills? Like was that uh, a team that was like forefront of, uh, yeah. of your life out there? Yeah, but uh, uh, the you know, and that's why it's not called Antelope. It, the city is called Buffalo. Mm-hmm. It is Western yes. <laughs> in I its like own way, you know. Yeah, sure. But I and I know what you mean about the the. The nature of the Bills and their connection to all of that area of New York State is mm-hmm. so important, I think, because uh, they have an identity complex. You know, we get forgotten out there by the Albany. That's mm-hmm. really east. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hudson Valley, uh, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people, if you say you're from New York, they'll immediately say, well, I don't hear your accent. You know? <laughs> and I, you know, in Western New York State, it's practically Ohio. Right. That people sound like Ohio. Right. They have country accents mm-hmm. and things like that. So the Bills, you know, uh, bring you together the, you know, wings, barbecue wings. Sure. Uh, and watching the Bills is a cultural thing. You never so. tailgated? You never jumped off a, an RV into a flaming table <laughs> like the rest of the Bills fans? Bill <laughs> Pullman, you've never, you've never done that? Yeah, how serious they are. Yeah, they... Yeah. They got it, uh, but yeah, I I did, uh, uh, and I I just I like the apparel. Yeah, you sure. know, I think the buffalo signature. It is pretty cool. cool. No, I I I know. I get and it. it had a dark. You know, I like the underdog thing. I mean, they that was such a long stretch where they didn't win. You exactly know? right. I know. Record breaking, right? How many do you know offhand? It Rich? was twenty five years until last year, Bill Pullman, oh. that the Buffalo Bills had not made the playoffs after that string of going to the Super Bowl four straight years and not winning and what have you. And I just loved when they. Bills got off the plane to, you know, make the AFC championship game and then lose it. And then the fans all showed up at the airport and went totally crazy. You yeah. Know, they are really passionate. I remember going into my first tailgate at um, at a Buffalo Bills game, um, covering it for NFL Network. I'm like, oh, God, there's about three bonfires here. I'm like, oh, God, You're like this is this this is lit, <laughs> literally and figuratively. Yeah. You know, big, lit it, up it's so cool. I love it. it. Bill yeah. Pullman here on the Rich Eisen Show. OK, Bill, we have so first things first. You said that you could tell which person, which fan approaches you, what their favorite part of your filmography is. Can you, you want to try that with me? Because I know I've mentioned a couple films already, but you want to yes. give, give it a whirl? Just well, look at me and see I, what, I, I, what I am? I, I liked, well, I did overhear The Last Seduction as you yes. gave it a thumbs up. I and did. I thought, Big time. that's always good when when someone goes for the noir and, you I know. Went, I went <laughs> the other direction. Not your big pop tentpole films, correct? Yes. But yes. Um, that is not the one. The oh. one for me is Spaceballs. Oh. For real. Because I am a Mel Brooks junkie that <laughs> when it comes down to it high anxiety young frankenstein obviously the producers blazing saddles mel brooks is one of my favorites of all time what was that like working with him wow you know I, did you see it first on screen or on I a saw vhs it, i saw it on screen on screen i did oh, i man. went to the movie it was 85 and yeah. you would have been like 15 or 14 no or? i i was bless you 13. for that actually no i was just about to go to college i was, oh, yeah, I was oh, 18 yeah. i was oh. about 17 years old that's that like bless straight you. heroin no cut <laughs> <laughs> yes for a mel brooks you know jewish kid from new york who grew up loving mel brooks man it was just like okay Mel Brooks meets Star Wars. I am all the way in. <laughs> I am. Well, in. you know, my uh, I I always loved. 
And I do love that Jewish side of him because it's old, you know, it's old vaudeville, it's old uh, Borschbelt, you know. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, like Sid Caesar. I mean, you got to be way back in the day, man. Just yeah, genetically, it's in it's in him all the way. And you know, my wife is Jewish, and my my father-in-law Al Hurwitz, you know, is always uh, has a certain sense of humor. But Mel used to come up to me and goes, Pullman, you guys. You have such good hair. I mean, I got hair. It's like, it's like Brillo, and you got such good hair. You know, and he touched me. You know, it's affection in a weird, wild way. <laughs> it's good to be the king. Yeah, it's kind of good like to that. be the king. Oh my What a genius! I mean, this, and I always think about him. It's baseballs in terms of the po- the power nap, because mm-hmm. he would be, you know. He just said, say, I'm just going to go down for about five minutes. And he'd come up and a thousand things had occurred to him. Are you serious? Yeah. Like he would just tap out and say, I need just a power nap. And then he would come back and then. Yeah. He said, we need to change that line. It needs to be not orange, but purple. Mm -hmm. Purple's funnier. Mm -hmm. You know, stuff like that, which sounded like wisdom to me. (laughs) It it sounds like, well, I mean, he would know which color is funnier. Well, we, we have a bunch of questions from your career here. Um, in Celebrity True or False, where these are from articles that have been written about you or from bios that have been placed online about you, and we need to know what's true and what's false, if mm. you don't mind. Okay, and we have production value on top of it. Bill Pullman live here in the Rich Eisen Show studio. Roll it, please. Roll it. Celebrity True or False. You can't handle the truth. All right, it's that simple. It's a, That's the setup. That's the setup, <laughs> that's Bill. The setup. That's all we got. We have no fireworks Did he, did he say you can't handle the truth? That's it right there. Believe in that. Okay, here we go. So, um, uh, true or false, Bill Pullman, uh, when promoting Independence Day in South America, some people actually thought you were the real president of the United States. Is that true or false? Well, I, I, yeah, I think that they hadn't seen the movie yet, and they told they were told that I was pres- the president of the United States. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> if you lose the word in the movie, mm-hmm. you know, or those words. It just becomes, you're the president of the United States. And uh, it kicked in some really interesting things. And probably the most bizarre was they had kind of cigarette girls that were with little pillbox hats sure. and, uh, and short skirts and mm-hmm. everything. And they uh, l- they walked down the red carpet with me. Mm-hmm. And I think I got that because I didn't know the presidents get that. <laughs> I thought that's a good deal. Uh, and I think it was because they thought I was the president. I don't know, maybe. But, uh, yeah, there was that uh, feeling. It was a good period. And then after people saw the movie, they realized, right. you're not the real president. <laughs> Is it true that that scene with you with the bullhorn and rallying the troops to fight the aliens, that was one take, one and done? No, that's not true. That's yeah, not true. Not true. Yeah, I never heard that. That's that, a true. That, that's, that's out there. Is that exactly what we were talking yeah, about? Yeah, right? yeah, Bill. We've heard that uh, you were just so into it, and everyone was just so caught up in the moment of the speech that it was one take, and they just had to reshoot kind of people's reactions. Oh man! Well, we did have to go fast, and it was late in the. It was early morning when we did it. You know, mm-hmm. it was like three or four in the morning or something. Yeah. But um, you know, with when you're dealing with a director like Roland Emmerich, you got masters, you got, you know, all that. I think what was was really improvisational about it was uh, 
kept, you know, and I realized that they probably used those early takes because like when the microphone didn't work and I had to kind of tap it uh-huh. and everything, that was kind of real. Okay. Yeah. So that was all, you know, happening, but, um, I think I, I think I had a few whacks at it. You know, you have to be ready to sustain. I love the mythology of I did it in one take. Yes, well, I like to refer I, to I as one I, take Richie. That's the way I refer to myself sometimes on this, uh, on this show. Why yes. not? So that that is the mythology of it, I guess. And and so um, for, for is it also true that you're asked as Bill Pullman to be the president of the United States again and that voice and just do all sorts of crazy stuff. Is that true as it's, well? Uh, you yeah. that all the time. It's, uh, there's just, uh, it's somehow buried in people. But then you realize maybe they want me to go, I don't need to do that. But do you know the speech? And then they'll perform the whole speech for you. Is that right? Yeah. I've had that probably 10 times, <laughs> you know, where I've actually said, do you know? I had some inkling, you know, and yeah, I had to do it for my, and they want, they were ho- hoping that I would get to see him do it, you mm-hmm. know, which is, I like that better than me having to, you want me to do the speech yes, now? Yes, because it's that good. <laughs> Am I a dog with a bone? <laughs> it's that good. It uh, is that uh, yeah, good, yeah, you know? It like- was. You rallied the troops the against the aliens. You saved the planet. That's right. right. I mean, do you want me to do it right now? I mean, I can, <laughs> okay. I mean, I can do it right can now. You, can you really do it right now? I have the text. Do okay, no, right no. Oh, That's man. not the same. That's not the same. <laughs> you, just, you can't Google it with Bill Pullman sitting here, It's Chris. too late. I've already All right. Uh, here's the next one. True or false, Bill Pullman, you still have the jacket you wore and while you were sleeping. Is that true or false? That is true. Where's, yes. where's the jacket? I, you know... It would imply it's not that. Is it that jacket? I've, no, it's um, it's a different. it's a reversible jacket, and it has denim on one side uh-huh. and and a kind of a tan on the other. That's so I I don't want you to get the feeling, Rich, that I have a lot of stuff from my movies in okay. my house. That's you know okay. that would be a little weird. And but <laughs> I do have probably more than a normal person does. But I I do. Uh, for some reason, I was always digging the reversible idea you know, uh, of jackets and clothes and stuff. It's okay. gone out of fashion, I think. So <laughs> you kept it not for some sort of, uh, I guess, memento keepsake, but you kind of like the It's jacket. in the closet. It becomes, no, you, nobody sees me wearing it and goes, is that from, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> so you stole never it, catch on. You stole it while wardrobe was sleeping or they knew that you took it? <laughs> That's right. That what, well, it was, what was it? Disney was a little more free with them with their goods <laughs> in those days. You know, it was Bona Vista, which owned by Disney, I guess. But it was, right. uh, yeah, I made off with it, which was really good. I, I did, you know, Turtle Hob is, a, and I love yeah. that you are uh, friends him. with him. Yes. He's one of the great uh, per people and directors. I agree. I agree. And yeah. just my, my wife, when I told her you were going to be on this show, that's the first movie that blurted out of her mouth. She will watch. That's a rewatchable for her yeah, all the time. I, I've seen that movie a lot on the TV. I'm like, again? You know, like that's that's yeah. that's what happens in my house a lot. I, I wonder if John watches it again. I, I think if John's <laughs> wondering anything, he's where the hell did that reversible jacket go? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted it for, you know, I wanted, I wanted it for, you know, national treasure and we couldn't use it because, um, you know, it's pretty cool, man. That So do, are you surprised about the staying power of that film for you? Bill? Yeah, yeah, that was really not, uh, uh, you know, 
I think even John said it on the last day of the shoot, you know, he said, I don't know whether anybody's ever going to see it's if this is not might not this movie goes away you know mm -hmm. and uh but i want to say that it's been really significant for me and this experience has been significant for me and i appreciate what well, that we had this time together and so you know he i think that was uh because it and, and it, i think it was largely his contribution because it the, i remember a few people out of the side of their mouth said this is a tv script you know that it was somehow too pleasant, you know, too friendly in some way. Mm -hmm. But I don't think they realize there's something in the DNA of it that is classic, you know, and definitely that Sandy is so fantastic and I'm so lucky to get paired with Jack Warden. And, you know, oh, all sure, Peter Boyle? Peter Boyle. I mean, speaking of young Frankenstein, I mean, that's young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein. That's Peter Boyle. Yeah. Well, sure. I went on to do a couple movies with him, yeah. Just so great, and I such so graceful, and all those guys were, and so I, I always think of them as my ancestors in a That's way. Pretty cool, man. A couple of uh, spaceballs questions. Uh, true or false? It was rumored that Mel Brooks wanted you and Daphne Zuniga to get back together and do a, a sequel. Is that true? Well, you know, he put it in the movie. You know, this is for Spaceballs too. The search for more money. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. So he's, you know, that's deep philosophy. You know that. Right. <laughs> let's name it. We need more money. But uh, I think, uh, yeah, I uh, would certainly be great. But uh, I, I think it, you know, it's hard without candy and. You know. Of course, and that was the other question. Is it true that he that he um, ad-libbed his famous line of that's going to leave a mark? Is that true? Uh, that's going to leave a mark. Yeah. yeah. Was that, did he ad-lib that or was yeah. that in the script? Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. I, it, I, I use that still today. <laughs> My friends and I still use that but today. But it's, it's a quintessential John Candy. It's so off the cuff. Mm -hmm. It's so gentle humor. You know, it's not bang you over your head and mm -hmm. just like and he he was a special you know he danced with comedy as just this lightest graceful thing a sweetheart know? right i never obviously was ever around him what yes. was that like to be around him yeah it was just my you know it was my second movie and i was he saw me as a guy in need and he took me under his wing what and, do you mean well you know it was yeah, on the lot of the MGM lot, one of the last movies that was made on that lot as when it was still MGM and, you know, busy. And I, I was off the farm practically to, in his eyes, you know, he saw that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but he would uh, go, he'd say, come on, you want to go, you want to have lunch in my trailer, you know, and things like that. And mm -hmm. what's, how are you, are you happy? You know, what's going on? You know, so he, he looked out. For me. That's so cool. And you yeah. got that gig out of Ruthless People, right? Is that how it worked? You were Ruthless People and then to... Well, Mal said he tried to get a Tom. Tom Hanks, Tom Cruise, and he couldn't get a Tom, so he got a Bill. <laughs> 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 Which I think always amused him. You know? <laughs> In other words, you're from nowhere, man. And I was really from nowhere. Right. And he and Ann Bancroft came down to see me in a play. Mm -hmm. You know, they saw me in this weird, abstract uh, Barabbas, this uh, medieval passion play kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Had a lot to say about it, you know. And yeah, it was it was really uh, a special thing that he uh, yanked me out of the farm league. No kidding. See, I know a little about sports. Nancy, come on, Bill. Come on. <laughs> you, you know, you you know what you know, man. And and again, we know you're in uh, the center. 
tonight, 10 Eastern time on USA Network, currently in season four. Um, and um, like I said, we're huge fans of yours, man. Uh, and thanks for, thanks for coming in here. Well, really appreciate that. Really great to be on your show. Thank Chris. you so much for saying that. I know, Chris, you're, you're, do you, you want to do one line. I know you do. Like, you're desperate to do one line. Well, I mean, I was, then now I switched over and I started doing Spaceball lines in my head because I could quote okay. that movie beginning to end. Like, on this ship you refer to me as, hey, idiot, not yo, captain. Okay, like, there you, you go. You got the lines backward. You know, it's, just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, give me paw. Ow, 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 ow. Like, good. just with my brother and sister growing up. I just <laughs> love that. Do you get that a lot or yeah. that's a first for you right there? Give no, me paw. No, give me paw. I still remember, you know, (laughs) that was also, you know, because that was early for uh, uh, green screen and we were doing in front in the Winnebago and there's green screen. They were, we had to wear uh, sunglasses in between the takes and he improvised that when we were in between a take. So he was not only saying, give me Paul, but he, he had sunglasses on when he did it. And I thought that was cool. Can we keep the sunglasses? But no, we, we oh my god, Pizza the Hut and like well, Darth yeah, Helmet. I mean, I mean, I mean we're right, not we're just doing this out. for money; we're doing it for a bleep load of money. Yes, love it. <laughs> That's it. It's That's it. See, I told you we're fans. We're not just we're not just saying it. We're not just saying it. Thanks again for coming here, man. Ah, this has been you. great. Bill Pullman, everybody, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Everyone, check out the Sinner again tonight and every Wednesday, ten Eastern time, on USA Network. This is a Rich Eisen Best of. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed seeking the truth never gets old Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. This is a Rich Eisen Best Up. You, Brockman, pointed something out to me today um, that Jason Feller, who we're talking about for the moment as if he's not sitting directly to your left, (laughs) um, he is wearing, Jason, you're wearing like a Raiders, what is this, some sort of like like a a Raiders Raiders shirt? Well, it, it's like a, one of those baseball jersey. practice yeah, right. jerseys. Yeah, right. Yeah, practice jersey. Yeah. This looks old school. Like, how old is this that you got here? Uh, you got I mean, I, don't, I ordered it 
not long ago. Oh, okay. Because um, it looks old school. All right. <laughs> now, know. now, what's Silver your problem? Butt. What's your problem, Chris? Okay. So, <laughs> it's in general, you know, like I'm not big a fan of, you know, wearing a jersey of the two teams that aren't playing. But, like, where do we come out on getting a jersey of your team but putting your name on the back? Your name on the back. Yeah, so like I order a Red Sox or a Patriots jersey and I put Brockman on the back. Well, you couldn't like, put a name on the back for the Red Sox. It would have to yeah, be I an mean, away jersey that'd be for a that. Fugazi right? Red Sox That's what I mean, jersey. just like, what, what, are, are we thumbs up or thumbs down on your own name on a jersey? I'm thumbs up on that. That you wear to Thumbs game? up. Well, how about this? I'm thumbs up on your own name. Okay. But not when <laughs> it's totally botched like is on the <laughs> so back. So this of, guy right here got this, turn around, <laughs> this Jason. Raiders jersey. And his name is spelled wrong. It says J Felt. Now, it's supposed to be J Felly, which is my Jay Felly. Okay, so it's instead of J Feller, it's supposed to say J Felly, and it says J Felt, F E L L T. Now, did you I waited typo? six weeks for this. Did you typo or Jay did they felt typo? annoyed when he opened it. I'll say now, that. But Jay Felt, why don't you return it? Why don't we? Why don't we get this right? Or is it now better that it's Jay Felt? I'm I'm starting to like it. I mean. But why also Jay Felly? Now, how about this? Jay I have a problem if you're putting your nickname Insta on there. Yeah, nickname. yeah, it's a nickname. Nickname. You have a problem with putting your own name on the back of a jersey? I why? think it's kind of just hacky. Like, you don't play for the team. Why are you getting a jersey with your name on it? Oh, my God. You don't well, play for the team, but you root for the team. You're like part of the team. That's what not, fandom is. You're not part of the team. They don't pay you. You but, pay them. But you always refer to like the Patriots as we, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that, we're gonna we're gonna kill you. We're like yeah, because, that's the way, because so you're then, diehard, but you don't play for them. Well, I know when, that when they win a championship, you don't get a ring so in the So there's no Brockman, there's no Brock Shady jerseys Absolutely anywhere. Absolutely not. That is insane. That is I think you're Wow. Thought process is you know insane. How so I feel that you you're not you what? can't you can't wear a jersey of somebody who's younger than you. Yeah, I think you're both wrong on yeah. that. As well, someone who's probably you know the I mean? king of jerseys in this room, I think you're both way off yeah. on that. Jay felt you're wrong. Interesting. Yeah. So we're no. we're our, our terrestrial radio audience, we welcome you back here at the Rich Eisen show. We just spent the last couple minutes on Peacock <laughs> and on Sirius XM talking about how Jay felt Jason Feller. Mm -hmm. AKA on Instagram, Jay Felly, okay, um, has got uh, his Raiders practice jersey or practice like warm up jersey on, and you wanted a number 20. Is there a specific reason? Well, uh, tell him, Jay, yeah, let him know. My, my hockey number, and it's recently vacant, so. We'll tell him why. Right. <laughs> used to be Arnett. He's not there anymore, so. Oh, okay. Damon yeah. Arnett used to be 20. Okay. So, so we're glad that. that let's just put it this way. I'm I'm glad that I'm not seeing at Jay Felly any of similar videos. Um, yeah. So uh, you you wanted to be at J A Y F E L L Y. Correct. Because you're Jason Feller. Correct. Uh, and they came back. Who's they? Who's who, who's the offending uh, party here? Let's call them out. Let's call them out right now. Uh, I ordered it off an Instagram site. Well, it see, was, now that's your problem. Now, it wasn't even you like gotta go official. Show. You got to go. You got to yeah. go official because that's how somebody didn't get puts Jay. Felt yeah. it, was on the F day -L -L -T. it was the day after my surgery. Yeah, he was so still hopped up on. It was still a lot of morphine going through me. And yeah. Maybe so the same person was hopped up on morphine with the with the hot <laughs> press. You know, but see, we're trying Putting a T there when it's a Y. Like so, they saw the Y and they put down the T and just shipped it off to you. Yeah. And you're and you're fine with it. You're gonna walk no, around with a J Felt. <laughs> well, I tell you, Rich. Now we're trying to turn the negative into a positive. Now with him. So we're going to try to come up with ways for him to use it, like give him a podcast and you're going to 
now know how Jay felt. Yeah, how did Jay you know, felt? Like oh, uh, yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> what, so, how do you? Is it better than Ask Del Tufo? Like Jay ask, failed or Ask Del Tufo? Well, I think we should give Jay a segment just to make Del Tufo jealous because of all the time that he's missing <laughs> doing work for other people. I do love that. So well, if we t- give him the weather, then look out. <laughs> I told oh, I told wow. Feller he's kind of like you know when you got a knuckleball or a specialist pitcher yes. in baseball, Changing you got your speeds. own camera, yeah. your own sorry, your own catcher. That yeah, yeah. You know, I'm a knuckleballer. Yeah. He's like my own special. <laughs> grab bag catcher because he's here every Friday. Okay, so very good. We've kind of got, I'm like Charlie Huff or Phil Negro when he's. Oh, what's in the box? Very good. Well, that's coming up. That's coming up shortly. TJ's big ass grab bag. But your problem is anybody who puts their own name, Super customizing weird. their own name on the back of a professional sports jersey. I think if you have a name what's of your a player, problem? why do you care? It's so it's weird. Why? You don't play for the team. But so Chris, what? It's a way for you to feel that way. You're a diehard fan. You're part of the team. You so get the jersey of your favorite player. But Chris, here's the deal, right? You spend two fifty for an authentic uh, NFL football jersey, right? And you right. get uh, Joe Schmo on the back. And then you're a fan of this team. And then three years later, Joe Schmo's gone. Now you're stuck with a Joe Schmo jersey when you could have spent that two fifty, got your own name on there, and you have it forever because you're a lifelong fan. That's yeah, just I'm one way to look at it. That's weird. You know, also super weird. <laughs> How's that? Se- Seahawks fans who get the twelve, and it says fan on the back. Get over yourself. Well, that th- that makes it look like <laughs> you know. You know what it says? It, it that I have a problem with because now that what that looks like is it's it just came uh, like the default. Like it's like. It's like taking. It's like it's like you buy a frame and you keep the fake picture in it, <laughs> and you put it up in your house. And you put it up in your house, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? It's just like it says fan. Like, come on, let's right. let's step the game up <laughs> like, there. Like, like I get it's twelve. Why is it twelve? Is it your favorite player twelve? No, it's like where are the twelves. The 12s? I totally yeah, get that. Yeah. But it just says fan on the back. Yeah, like, nah, come on. Like you gotta, yeah. you know, just switch it up a little bit. But I don't have a problem with the name. Again, I have a problem with somebody who's like. 60, 70 years old going to a game of somebody who's 21. Like, honestly, like whatever Jet fan, like oh, I'm rooting for some 60-year-old, you know, firefighter out there in New Jersey. As a wearing Mike White jersey? A Zach Wilson jersey. Oh. Like, literally the guy Nobody's needs to be carded. <laughs> That's our problem. Like, you know, But if he wears a Namath jersey, all good, man. I think it's cool, actually, like – like Jefferson. So if there was a Jefferson on the Cowboys, you get a Jefferson jersey. That's cool because you're kind of double there dipping go. there. Like that's neat. There's not, but you know. Do you have? <laughs> have you put your name on the back of uh, a jersey? Yeah, surprisingly, I and I didn't make this. Uh-huh. Uh, back in the day, I used to have connections with like Reebok and stuff, and so uh, someone that worked there was a friend of mine and got me a Steelers authentic jersey. It yeah. said Jefferson on okay. the back. I didn't make it myself though. Like I said. Oh, okay. But yeah, that's just now. This is a Jersey guy. He's a Jersey guy, okay. big time. He loves his jerseys, um, and he doesn't put his name on the back of it. And he has many different teams that he could do that with because he roots for an insane number of teams. Oh, my God. So that's <laughs> one reason why I think you could be wrong here, Chris. You know. This is a Rich Eisen Best Up. 